Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is Nephilim technology, specifically scalar wave, cloning machines, and time machines. Now, I'm going to start with a disclaimer. If I can prove everything that I'm about to say today, they would kill me. So, no, I can't prove it. I have not seen this. I cannot test to it in a first person. Again, if I could, the kind of people that really know this stuff and talk die. <laughs> Real quick. So, no, I can't prove it. Many, sortus, uh, many sources over the years have said this. Now, again, I can't prove this. I wasn't there. I haven't seen a cloning machine. I haven't seen scalar wave. can't prove it. Not from a first person. But, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and from a lot of different sources, after a while you hear it from so many credible sources, along with fitting in with Bible prophecy, along with fitting in what the prophets are saying, uh, after a while it it just sticks in your spirit. You know that it's true. After all, the Bible does say that the Holy Spirit would lead us into all truth. So sometimes we know things to be true, but we can't prove them. And there's a lot of that in today's program. And I'm also going to tell you, I'm going to be talking just from the heart a lot today. I'm not going to necessarily try to prove everything in it. I'm just going to try to bring you truth as best as I know it. I'm going to try to change your worldview so that you have more. I mean, look, you know, Revelation 9, 12, 9 says, And the great dragon, as in a reptilian, okay, the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Here it is, that deceiveth the whole world. I heard it once said that everything that we know and believe is a lie, and probably that's pretty close to the truth. Probably a lot of the things that we have accepted as fact, we've heard them so many times, we believe them. We heard them at a young age when we didn't have a real good filter, anything that we could really bounce it off of. I mean, so many times we have heard the lies so many times in so many places, so many ways, we've come to accept it. And that's what deceived the whole world is talking about, meaning our worldview is probably pretty wrong, including mine. And the only book we can really hang on to is truth, in my opinion, is the King James Bible. So with that, first of all, let's talk about Nephilim. Somebody sent me this to, in an email, and I had to check it out, and it is actually accurate. The word Nephilim is actually a Hebrew word, and it stands for the fallen ones. Who are the fallen ones? Well, once again, scriptures tell us that too. Revelation twelve four, and his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven, that's the angels that were once angels, now devils, drew a third part of the stars of heaven and then cast them to the earth, and dragons which stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for her to devour a child as soon as it was born. That was talking about Jesus. They were trying to kill him uh, the first two years of his life. So Nephilim is talking about the fallen ones. The fallen ones that fell, and we don't know when, but probably before mankind was even created. We know that there's another time in the middle of the tribulation that he is physically cast out. Right now, uh, a lot of them are still in heaven, I believe. And uh, that's another topic for another day. But anyway, so what is really going on with this Nephilim technology? And I covered this here recently, but I have to cover it again to kind of get a running start to fill in with some people that might have missed that one. So Genesis 6, first of all, you remember Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay, so what was it like in the days of Noah? Let's go back to Genesis 6, verse 1. 
And it came to pass, when men were beginning to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wise all that they chose. Now, in my opinion, and yes, I know I've got an email that says, no, I, I see it differently. All right, well, we, we don't agree there. But what I see is the sons of God is something that was not born of Adam. So the sons of God, something that's not 100% human, came down and mated with the wives or the women that were human. That's the way I see it. Sons of, the, the sons of God, so the daughters of men, they, they were fair, and they took wives all they chose. And skipping down to verse 4, And there were giants in the earth in those days, and after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, that they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were old. Now that word in the Hebrew for old means eternal means that these half-breeds did not inherit the curse of Adam, and they were living forever. So that's one of the several reasons that God decided to kill everything on earth, save no one, those people on the ark. Some God came in and mated with them. They were, they were uh, mighty men of old, men of renown. In other words, they were probably bigger, stronger, faster, probably could see in the dark, hear like a dog, smell like a dog, uh, probably didn't have the forgetfulness that we do today. They were probably far superior than 100% children of Adam and Eve. So what happened? God destroyed the whole earth by the flood. After the flood, that was some years later, the whole earth was one of one language and one speech. And it came to pass that they said one to another, let us make brick and burn it thoroughly. Now, when you take sand, burn it thoroughly, what do you get? You get crystal. So what they were trying to do is not build a skyscraper. They were not trying to build something real tall to reach into heavens. They were trying to build probably something in the shape of a pyramid, but it was made of crystal. Why? So it looked nice? So it would reflect the sun? No, because a crystal radio, my mom said when she was a child, that they had a crystal radio, and the way you changed channels was move the stylus around on this little crystal inside the radio. So a crystal takes a higher frequency and steps it down to a lower frequency so that our ears can hear it. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to build a crystal radio to hear the demons, to hear the Nephilim. That's what's really going on. So it said, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven. They wanted to talk to the demons. Why? So that they could... Uh, no more things? Absolutely. High technology. Now, nothing would be as restrained for them, verse 6, meaning if they were able to talk to the Nephilim, if they were able to talk to the fallen ones, they would get all kinds of high technology and they would have wealth, information, that God didn't want them to have. He wanted us to choose Jesus. He wanted us to go his way not just to seek knowledge. See, that's the same thing when Adam, when Eve was thinking about eating the fruit, she saw the fruit that it would make one wise. So ever since Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, which I do not believe was an apple, I believe it was a grape, ever since they ate of the fruit, mankind has been seeking knowledge. This is one of the first times seeking knowledge through the Nephilim, seeking knowledge through the Tower of Babel. Now, let's talk about that knowledge. This was... Probably, at least the story goes, probably not given to us by the Nephilim. This was supposedly by this really brainiac guy called Nikola Tesla. Really, really smart, and he came up with a lot of things. Or did he? 
Or was it Nephilim somehow communicating to him? Or was he Nephilim? I don't know. But anyway, the story goes that he was human. Now, all of the story that I'm about to tell you can be found at WatchProphecyClub.com. And it's called Russia's Secret Weapon to Defeat America. And I actually took this out of WatchProphecyClub.com. If you go there and you type in Russia's Secret Weapon to Defeat America, you can watch it right now. I think it's 20 bucks a month or $200 a year. But you can watch like 300 DVDs for 200 bucks a year. Uh, 25 years we spent making these DVDs. We made one DVD a month. So you can watch all of those DVDs for 20 bucks a month. So, Scalar Wave. First of all, to tell you the brief overview of what Scalar Wave is. Assuming Nikola Tesla did come up with it, but frankly it sounds to me a little more like Nephilim technology, it is not linear. It is nonlinear. In other words, the radar, for example, or a light, leaves point A and goes to point B and C and D. In other words, it follows a stream. Scalar wave does not. It's interdimensional. It leaves point A and it arrives over at point J or point X with nothing in between. It can be down inside the earth, and the truth is probably that's where it is, some of their underground hideouts. It can go through earth as if it's not even there, through water, metal, as if it's not even there. It can do all kinds of amazing things. It can make large portions of the atmosphere super hot, like is what is happening in western United States right now, or super cold, like big cold storms, ice storms. It can destroy anything in the air, on the land, on the sea, under the sea, any place it wants to, any time it wants to. So I assume that would also mean satellites or anything else. It, any place on the earth, and here's the the thing is, there's very little residual to even know who or what or how it was done. So, yes, it can be very destructive, just like these 119 different food processing plants have been destroyed in the last year. And I have not researched it, but I'm pretty sure I'm saying this accurately. Probably not one person has been arrested from all of these food processing plants being destroyed because it's scalar wave. They can't even tell scalar wave is turned on in the area except the birds leave the area. Uh, the so-so submarine warning system was recently turned off. Well, I say recently, 20 years ago. That used to be a series of underwater microphones so that they could hear the Russian submarines and tell if they were getting close to the U.S. coast. Well, they just turned it off. Why did they turn it off? Because they found a better system. Now, in my opinion... Similar to that better system is scalar wave. It goes through all objects, earth, sea, everything. It can even, I believe, destroy birds in flight to the point to where they're dead before they hit the ground. I mean, it's awesome. It can destroy fish in the water, fish in the stream, and it can melt half of a car and not burn the trees beside it. It is believed that it was taken, that it took out the Thresher submarines in the 1960s, the Space Shuttle Challenger, and I suspect that it's what causes a lot of our tornadoes, hurricanes, flooding, droughts, fires, probably the drought going on in the western United States is probably scaly wave. The fires that are being caused, scaly wave. It can cause earthquakes. It can cause volcanoes. It's the, the one, most wonderful weapon in the world because you can't even tell who's sending it. They, 
I, my suspicion is they don't know where all of them are. And at least one of them out there is hidden someplace. They hadn't found it. Now, somebody sent me these pictures. I want you to look at the close at this picture. I want you to see, I'll show you the things you probably wouldn't normally see. Let's look back up here. See this? This is foliage in the background. This looks like a grape vineyard back over here. But then if you'll look around it, there's kind of a circle in there. This is a car. Now, the melting point of aluminum, I just looked it up, is 1,200 degrees. The maximum temperature that you can get out of any wood, according to the Internet, is 430 degrees. So you want to tell me how any kind of a wood fire could melt the aluminum on this car. Now, another thing is, if you look at this, this it didn't melt the steel, because steel has a higher melting point. But this aluminum is melted like a chocolate bar. But So how long was the beam on this? How long would it take to melt aluminum? Uh, you know, if you had even 1,400 degrees, it would probably take, I don't know, several minutes to maybe even 30 minutes. I don't know, but a long time. But what hit this car looks to me like it took a millisecond. All of a sudden, all of the tires are on fire. <laughs> maybe not fire. Maybe they're just burned to a crisp. And the, the aluminum wheels are melted. And if that's not enough, how about this one? Here's another picture. Look at the aluminum melted out of that car. Something hit that that's extremely powerful. Now, I do not know that this is scalar wave, but I'm pretty sure it's Nephilim technology. So would you be willing to give up people that you don't like Give them permission to come in and abduct them and to do experiments on them. If you can have that kind of technology, well, you and I wouldn't because we don't believe in hurting people. But these evil people, these Molochs, yeah, they will. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely trade people that they don't like anyway, that they're trying to kill anyway. They'll trade that for technology, and apparently that's what they do. Now, I cannot prove this is an accurate photograph. Maybe it is... What do they call it? Photo retouched or uh, oh, what's that program? Um, photoshopped. I can't prove that these are genuine photographs. And frankly, trying to catch some kind of a light beam coming out of the sky would be almost impossible, which is another reason high technology is so wonderful. But in some cases, probably it is genuine. Probably someone did catch this beam coming out of the sky. My point is, there's technology out there that can do things that are just amazing things. And in my opinion, based upon everything I know, I think that's what's going on with California with the droughts. That's what just happened with the flood in Kentucky. And all kinds of tornadoes and hurricanes. These people are attacking mankind. They want to kill us. Now, why should you listen to me? Because I can tell you right up front, I can't prove this. Why should you listen to me? Okay, well, I think that's a fair question. And at the risk of sounding braggadocious, I will explain. So I started studying Bible prophecy shortly after I got out of high school in about 1974. Kind of off and on, here and there. But I got really serious about it, so much so I got called into full-time ministry in 1993, started the Prophecy Club. And in that process, what we were doing was inviting speakers to come in, one speaker each month, typically, 
Then it grew to two speakers a month, then three speakers a month. We started out with one speaker going to 10 cities a month, and then it doubled to 20 cities a month. And before long, we had three speakers that we were putting on 40 city speaking tours. About 5,000 people a month were attending our meetings every month. Each one of these speakers I interviewed on the radio. I interviewed them, then I went to the talk, and a lot of the times I was the one running the meeting out on the road, so I get to hear their talk five, ten times. Now, I'm telling you all of this because I have been around all kinds of information for these last 40 years studying prophecy. Some 330 DVDs, which most of them are available at Prophecy Club, excuse me, yeah, the, the DVDs, prophecyclub.com, but you can watch it instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. Well, then, of course, I told you that this 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I got 30 visions, excuse me, 30 uh, Revelation, two visions, and an audible voice, and I wrote four books out of that. The most important one, in my opinion, would be The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Then, of course, I've been doing Prophecy Club now, well, since 1993, so we're getting up there pretty close to, what is that, uh, 40 years? 30 years. There you go, 30 years. So I've been around this world of Bible prophecy a long time. Without trying to sound braggadocious or something, I'm just trying to say... This is the best truth that I, I can bring you. It's the most truth I can bring you. I, I can't prove it. Those people that can prove these kind of things don't live long. So I can tell you right now, I can't prove it, but I believe it to be true. I believe it to be true from a lot of different angles. Now let's talk about cloning machines. Cloning machine? What's a cloning machine? Well, Revelation 9.3, talking about a time when there's a great crack opens in the earth, Coming out of the crack are locusts that kill and well, do not kill people, sting people for five months. The torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man, and those days shall men seek death. Now here's the point. And shall not find it. And shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Now we talked about how they have med beds where you can lay down in a med bed, and apparently they've had it, they claim, for 80 years. Just haven't released it to the public yet. Lay down in the med bed. You decide whether you want a new heart, new liver. Uh, you, maybe you want to have new teeth, or maybe you want to have your skin color uh, changed, or maybe your hair color changed, your eye color changed, or a whole new body, or even eternal life. And they can do all this in about three minutes. But I was told by the Lord, absolutely not get in that, because if you do, it changes your DNA and you lose your salvation. And I didn't hear an audible voice, but I mean, it was so strong, it was almost an audible voice. Now, if you believe that they can have the technology to put someone in a med bed, lay down three minutes later, and give them eternal life, and they must have that, because just the way this scripture is worded, those days shall men seek death. You shall not find it. You shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. This tells me that the lion's share of the population has reached the point to where they aren't dying anymore. That's another thing that tells me sometimes that we're not so close to the end because we haven't seen that yet. However, could it be the reason, or if we believe in that, if we believe the med bed is possible to heal someone, to give them eternal life, then doesn't it also stand true that there's probably a cloning machine that could 
what I've been told is that if you touch a surface, they can scrape that surface, you know, like with a Q-tip or something. Within 24 hours, if you're touching that surface, surface, all they need is one, not two, just one cell from your body. And then what I'm told is some two to three months later, they, through accelerated growth, they can grow that into a whole body. If you want to know about it, here is the website I'll send you to. Now, again, I can't prove it. But I can tell you I have read everything on this website, and I think I've read it twice. And I probably need to go and read it a third time. Of my 40 years in Bible prophecy, I was most impressed with what this guy had to say. It's like, how do I explain this? Okay, let's say my, my fingers, my 10 fingers, represent 10 pieces of information if you know the whole truth. But let's say only have, say, seven of those pieces. Well, if you have seven of those pieces, you can kind of fill in the other three that you don't have by saying, okay, this is true, this is true, this is true, I've heard that, I believe that, then this must be true, and that must be true. That's kind of what it was like reading this website. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the website. It was like it filled in so many holes for me. Helped me to understand so many things where there were pieces. It's it's kind of like looking at one of those thousand-piece puzzles, and there's a handful of puzzles, uh, the puzzle pieces that are missing. Well, this was the handful of puzzle pieces that helped fill in my worldview. Again, I can't prove it, but if I could prove it, I'd probably be dead. I can't prove it but I believe it to be true. So here's what Marshall says. He says, through accelerated growth, they could take one cell and fully grow a body in two to three months. So what's a body worth? Well, it's worth a whole lot because they can now upload the memory from a person without their permission in the middle of the night, as soon as they go into REM sleep, they can pull that memory of that person out, put it into a computer, and put it into another body. And do it night after night, year after year after year. Again, I can't prove that. But in light of everything else, makes sense to me. They can make a person look the same. I mean exactly the same. And have the same memory. But it's not the same body. I'll tell you another uh, example here. I was uh, Prophecy Club started in June of 1993. About 1994, I was playing a, a series of things on the radio talking about aliens. And in those days, I was the only one answering the phone at the Prophecy Club. So uh, the phone rang, and I answered it. He says, uh, I've been listening to your radio program here for the last couple of days, and I will answer your questions. I'm not going to tell you anything, but I will answer your questions. I used to be real high up in the government, and I know some things. And so I'll answer your questions. I said, okay, um, Area 51. He said, yep, been all through it. I said, they got aliens there? He said, yep, some alive, some dead. Some, uh, yeah, I said, they got uh, anti-gravity flying devices. He said, yep, some from other planets, some our government has built. He said, see, you don't know anything. He said, because the underground facilities have unlimited funding, they have the very best minds. 
And he said, and there is no such thing as a leak of information with him. Of course, I'm thinking, that, what are you? He says, I'm out, but I have a pin light. Uh, you know, one of those, like, like uh, pin light uh, flashlight, runs on two pin light batteries. And he says, and only this one's more powerful. And he says, it can blow your eyes out. Permanent blindness with just a push of the button. They know I have it, and they don't mess with me. He said, so I'll answer your questions. He says, see, you you don't know anything. He said, anything that is known to the surface is old hat to the people underneath in the underground laboratories. He said, uh, I said, all right, well, like, what's something that's old hat to them down there, but we haven't heard of it? He says, okay, successful human head transplants, old technology. Now, see, again, that lends to what we're talking about, cloning machines. That was back in 1994. So if they had the ability to have a successful head transplant back in 1994, and he said, another thing, he said, they are, they are 25 years, this is 94. He said, they are 25 years ahead of any laboratory on the surface. He said, you just do not know it yet. And I said, okay. What's the deepest, darkest secret that they're working on? What's the thing that they do not want to get out more than anything? He said, okay. Creation. He said, they're working on creating a human body. Creation. Well, that does kind of go along with those days shall mean she shall seek death and shall not find it. And shall desire to die and death shall flee from them, doesn't it? Now, can I prove they have cloning machines? No, but I believe this guy's telling the truth. There's been too many holes that were filled in as I read through this website to not believe it. Revelation 11.15 says, And the seventh angel sounded, meaning that this is the day of Armageddon. This is the day Jesus returns. And there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And I'll skip down. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath has come. So a lot of people want to say, oh, well, we're not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. So that means there's got to be a pre-trib rapture. No, the wrath is the morning star. When Jesus returns on the seventh trumpet, on the seventh seal, and the seventh vial, the very last day, when he goes <sighs> with the morning star, and burns up the tares, lights the earth on fire, and we get our glorified body all in the same instant. The same breath does it all. Thy wrath has come. And the time of the dead that they should be judged, and thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and the saints. And that the fear of thy name, both small and great, shouldest, here it is, destroy them which destroy the earth. We talked about that. The machine. Remember, I can't say the word. The machine, one located in Switzerland, one in Tennessee, one in Antarctica. And the machine is now in progress of destroying our Earth, destroying our ozone, destroying the stratosphere. It's making the, the sky turn to all kinds of crazy, unusual colors. Part of the sky looking like it's cut in two. We talked about that in yesterday's program. And... I believe that we're probably going to start seeing some strange things as a result of that. Matter of fact, here, let, let, me, let, let me just talk about that for a second. Let's say, for example, of course, I'm a little bit out of order here. So let's talk about 
the time machine. Eh. All right. Let, let me let me go let me go on. I'll stay. I've, I've, I'm going to get to the time machine here. Matthew twenty four seven. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. One of the things that is a thread going all the way through the prophecies is earthquakes. Earthquakes are all part of the last days, the end times. Earthquakes in diverse places. And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. So if you put this verse together, that they're going to destroy the earth, that there's going to be earthquakes, and that if Jesus didn't return, no flesh would be saved. It's saying these guys with their machines are going to destroy the earth. That's completely destroy it. And Jesus returns because if he didn't return then, no flesh would be saved. The, the earth is totally destroyed. Now, let me explain how this works. And this is a chart that comes out of all of my books, but I explain it in the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. So this is the overview of the chart, and here is a close-up of it. So the brief overview is Jesus returns here for the next time on first fruits, and he resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. He walks around on uh, Mount Zion for 50 days. Then on Pentecost, he resurrects us. We go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Jesus is crowned King of kings and Lord of lords. We are given a wedding garment, and that's all we're giving. We do not get our rewards there. Then about four months later, here on the grape harvest at the seventh trumpet, or the seventh vial, or the seventh seal all being opened on about around this same time, that's when we get all of our rewards. This is the judgment seat of Christ. This is judgment by fire. Ten days later, the dead are judged. Now, let me tie this together here. This is the overview of the entire chart. This is the seven seals. The voice said the seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. Okay, now let's go to time machines. I believe with these time machines, I think they do have time machines. I think that they can see the future. I think that they can also travel forward and backward in time. And if they can, that would mean that they can probably change past events. If they can change past events, that means that they can change our history. And if they've been doing it since 1860, how many things that they did change have been changed since then? That means they can change the future. Like, for example, the looking glass said that one event that they can't change, and my guess is that's probably the internal revolution and for sure the return of Jesus. Now, this is from Vicki Parnell's dream, and I'm going to read this because this is important to understand in light of where we're going. So she says, okay, then, what happens when the portal opens? You say they've already ripped a hole in a protective shielding. Daughter, listen to me closely. These portals are being opened for many, many reasons, and not just to bring demons forth over time or items to be retrieved that Satan, your enemy, is making available to them, such as, probably shouldn't say that word, there will be changes made as men and women begin traveling more through space and time. As these particle accelerators rip open the fabric of space and time to open portals in different eras of time. Okay, did you catch that? I think she's hearing from God. And everything I've ever seen through my life, this seems to line up. 
So if she is hearing from God, if this is accurate, for just a minute, let's assume it is, so these can rip open the fabric of space and time. They can open portals in different eras of time. Now, pause for a second. I made a, 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 a presentation back, I don't know, nine months ago. I'll show you where it is here in just a second. I've got it in this presentation. Where I talked about time machines. I proved it. I'm not going to get into that today because I already said it. You can go back and watch that. I did talk to this attorney guy up in Seattle. It was Richard. He said as a child, he was one of the, a prodigal child. And he said his dad got him involved in several things. And long story short, he was allowed to travel through time. He said he was, he was sent back to Gettysburg Address. He actually saw President Lincoln speaking and giving his Gettysburg Address. And he actually shows a, has a picture on the Internet. He says that's him. But, of course, it's a blurry picture. You, you couldn't identify it really being him. But let's assume he's telling the truth. Okay, now, let's just ask ourselves what could happen. What if they had traveled back in time, and what if they stopped President Lincoln from being killed? See, you and I would still remember that being, we remember being, being taught that. That's assumed everyone, but if they really did that, Everybody would remember it, but if you were to look at the history books, what would they say? They would say, well, he died sometime later of blah, 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 whatever, and all of the wonderful things he did or didn't do. See, that's how it would work. Remember the Terminator? I'm going to talk about that in a second, too. Remember they sent the Terminator back through time to kill the woman so that they would win the war. Now, let's go on. Many strange things have been seen from these hidden activities these people, these evil people do. In some instances, events and things will be changed in the past, which alters the future, such as seeing a person that you remember yourself had died, even buried, you even mourned over, and is now alive. In other words, if they were to go back in time and... See that JFK, for example, was not killed on November the 3rd of 1965, whenever it was, but instead lived on. How would that change things? Could that mean that maybe your grandma lived longer? Maybe she's still alive? Something like that? Well, of course it could. See, so that's what she's saying here. Now, this is directly from Internet Movie Database. This is talking about the famous movie, The Terminator. It says, a human soldier was sent back from 2029. Okay, this is 2022. Okay, so this is seven years down the road. From 2029 to 1984 to stop the most indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year, which had been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. So I looked up a little bit of time machines. And there's a movie called The Time Machine, came out in 2002, another one 2015, another one called Rise of the Morlocks, we call them Moloch, Moloch and Ball. So then I looked up just how many movies have come out with the words Time Machine in it. 655 titles. If there was nothing to a time machine, if we really didn't have them, 
Would they have made 655 movies about them? Is there that much to say about something fictional? I don't think they're fictional. Okay, now, let me, let me show you something. So let's assume that, let's say, JFK was not killed. At least not killed when he was supposed to be killed. Let's say instead it was, say, two years later. And as a result of that, there was something changed in the military, which changed something, um, finances for somebody. And so all of a sudden, somebody that has died is now still alive. Or maybe a cure that was suppressed. I'll give you another example. Had a good friend up in Kansas that was uh, kind of a semi-quasi-doctor, but uh, he, he was a... Uh, uh, what do you call him, a bone crusher, what do you call him, chiropractor. And uh, my wife and I were in to see him, became a real good friend, and he explained that he, he had a microscope, he would prick our finger and look at the blood and show us some things in our blood, it was help him to diagnose and how to, he says, but, he says, I used to have a really powerful microscope. And he said, and I was doing some really deep studies on blood, and, and I, I think I found something that was going to help cure mankind from some of the diseases. But the next day, somebody rang my doorbell, came to the front door, and they went into my microscope, and they drilled the lens of my microscope, the really powerful one, and stopped it. Now, how'd they even know he had a microscope? How'd they even know that he was working on something important? Why would they come and drill the lens of his microscope? Maybe it's because they had a time machine. Maybe that they could see that he was going to come up with a great discovery that they did not want released. I remember that there was someone that um, sent me a link to a Mexican guy, and it was on the Internet, and he was showing on the Internet how he had come up with a way to burn water in a pickup truck. It was a red truck and uh, turn water into hydrogen and make the car run on hydrogen. And he actually showed it was working. Within a week of that day, there was like 13 people killed in a mass shooting. Now, guess who one of the 13 people was? My opinion, they killed him. They killed 12 people to cover one. So that the one guy that they didn't want to have how to make your car run on water. Do you remember the stories about 150 miles out of a, of, of, of a gas, uh, 150 miles to a gallon out of a carburetor? I remember hearing those kind of stories when I was a kid. I think that there's been a lot of amazing discoveries that have been hidden from mankind. And the reason, the way they can hide them, if they have a time machine, they can see Oh, well, this guy comes up with a cure for cancer. We don't want that, so we shut him down. Oh, this guy comes up with a way to have cars run on water. We don't want that, so we shut him down. So they can shut down things. They can, they can change just about anything they want to change if they have a time, time machine. They see into the future. Okay, this guy over here, he's going to invent a... And we don't want that out. So they arrange to stop him. Now, I can tell you another story. <coughs> I told this here recently. I was 12 or 13 years old. My mom said, I'm going to walk down a couple of, uh, uh, of houses down, go visit a neighbor. I said, well, I'll go with you. She went inside, but I stayed outside and was playing. 
And this old man next door said, come here, son, I want to show you something. Now, of course, anybody today would not go in another house with a stranger. But I went in the house, and he says, now, I'm not going to see this in my lifetime, but you'll see it. So he took me into this contraption he had, and it had five permanent magnets next to five electromagnets. And it was made out of an erector set. And he had a six-volt battery, one of those square ones, and he had a voltmeter. He says, now I'm going to take this alligator clip and I'm going to hook it on to that battery. You'll see the voltmeter jump over to six volts. Then I'm going to give this a spin. He said, and it'll start spinning up. And when it reaches the maximum speed, he says, it starts spinning up. You're going to see that voltmeter go down, down, down until finally it reaches zero. I will take the alligator clip off disconnect it from the battery, but it will still continue to spin. Again, I'm, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years old. Didn't mean anything to me at the time. But I'm watching. So he hooks it up, sure enough, jumps over to 6 volts. He reaches over with his, his, his fingers like all stove up to pick up a pen. He had to have two fingers or two hands to pick up a pen. They were, they were all like stove up, you know. So anyway, he reached down, he gives this thing a spin and go clickety-clickety-clickety-clickety-clickety-clickety-clickety-click-click-click-click-click. And it finally wound up at a speed about kind of like, kind of like that, not real fast. And sure enough, those volts went down, down, down. When it reached zero, he reached over and disconnected the alligator clip, and the thing continued to spin. About that time, I hear his wife holler from the kitchen, I want a bago. He ignored it at first. He's explaining. He says, now, I believe it's Gulf Oil or Exxon or something. I don't know. said, they've offered me a million dollars for this patent, and she wants me to take the million dollars, buy her Winnebago, and just wants to, to travel for the last days of her life. But she hollers again, I want a bago. <laughs> she said, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. He says, but it won't happen in my lifetime. But they say that they can take this idea, and they can use... Uh, lighter magnets, and they can use better bearings, stronger magnets. And he says, it won't happen in my lifetime, but there's going to come a time in your lifetime that you'll have a box, probably about two foot by two foot by three foot, set over in a corner of your house, and you'll never buy electricity again. About two weeks later, I see this big, nice, brand new, brown Winnebago sitting in front of their house. So that tells me that he sold the patent to this whatever oil company. But what happened to the box? Because I haven't seen the box appear in anybody's houses. Why? Because they didn't want us to have that technology. My guess is that if the old man had said, no, I'm going to develop myself, well, he probably would not have lived much longer. In other words, these are evil people in high places that want to control us. And one of the ways they do it is through time machines. So they see the future. Go get the movie Paycheck, starring um, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Paycheck. It's talking about how he worked for a company, helped them perfect the ability to see into the future. 655 movies with the words time machine in it. Not an accident. I'm convinced they have a time machine. I'm convinced that they use it to control us and to keep us um, under their thumb. Do you remember this movie? I saw this when it came out at the movie theater. It was released in 1973. 
It's called Soylent Green. I talked about this about uh, a year ago. And it's talking about how the people are ground up and put into this emulsification and turned into crackers. And like Thursday is Soylent Green Day, and Soylent Green tastes the best. What it really is, is it's people. Now, again, they have a time machine. If you'll look here, this is actually the front of the DVD cover, and it says it's the year 2022. People are still the same. They'll do anything to get what they need, and they need Soylent Green. And Charleston Heston, the star there, says he discovered, he was a cop that discovered what they were doing, but basically they're emulsifying people, turning them into food, so people are food, and that's the point of the whole movie. Soylent Green is people. Revelation seventeen sixteen says, And the ten horns, which I believe is primarily Europe, but is also including the whole world, the whole world divided into ten global regions, the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, thee shall hate the whore, means America, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. When I was memorizing this, I asked the Lord, I said, Now exactly what does this mean? And he spoke to my heart and said exactly what it says. There's going to come a time when people will eat people. I didn't write the stuff. I'm just telling you it was there. If you want to know more about time machines existing, go to 5-22-2020. This was up on the, uh, the Internet, several different places, and you can watch it. And it tells you all about time machines. Now, let me summarize. So, do they have scalar wave? You betcha. Can they clone a person in two or three months, put their memories back into that person? I believe so. Can't prove it. Do time machines exist? I've never seen one. Can't prove it. But I believe so. I think using this Nephilim technology, this high technology, they're using it for evil, evil purposes. And that's one of the things that I'm asking people to, to pray against. Speaking of. If you want to help Prophecy Club, and I'm not asking for a donation right now, I'm asking you to go to Prophecy Club, scroll down to the bottom, sign up for Fast Track. And if you want to help America, same thing, go to Prophecy Club, scroll to the bottom, sign up for Fast Gap. Here's the way it works. Every Tuesday evening, I send you an email directly from me with all of the mistakes, but I send you an email and say, here's the prayer, here's what we're praying for. You can stop anytime you want to, unsubscribe. I never ask for donations, I never send product offers. What I'm asking you to do is to fast and to pray. Fast, Tuesday evening midnight to Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Not a real difficult fast. Another thing you'll discover is when you fast for the Lord, hunger pains aren't there. I know, fasted almost, what, a thousand weeks now? So... I'm talking about a few hours once each week for some thousand weeks. So I fasted a lot. So I can tell you I, it's it's not a problem. Not a problem. For you people that have never fasted like that, you should try it. Go to prophecyclub.com, scroll to the bottom, sign up for Fast Track, and really Fast Gap. Find out, sign up for both of them, and you get both of them in email. You can quit anytime you want to. And if you're thinking about getting gold or silver, we're going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com telling your Prophecy Club, they love Prophecy Club people because they're informed. And I also want you to go to this. I can't say the words on this page. You have to look. 
So you go to this location, and then you search these three words. Watch the water. I'll say those words. And you watch this guy, and he's going to tell you, and apparently he is very convincing based upon the people responding. What he's saying is they are already putting poison in the tap and in the bottled water, and Leslie confirms that with the prophet she gave back in 2011. She's not going to be able to trust the tap water or the bottled water. So if you want to get a Berkey water filter, you go to prophecyclub.com, you click Berkey's. I recommend at least you get this one. This is the, the, the big Berkey. A lot of people are getting the Imperials in here. I have the Crown Berkey, which has eight filters. It's enough to filter water for a whole neighborhood. Also, I want to recommend you get my Watchman package. I haven't talked about this in a while. But I got them right here. In this Watchman's package, you get two of these two-foot by three-foot big charts. Okay, that's one chart. Let me show you the other chart here. And here's the other chart. So these great big charts, two-foot by three-foot charts. And they are uh, they're vinyl. They are very nice. Put them up on the wall, two-foot by three-foot. And I've got them right here. Of course, it's just eight and a half by 14 charts, so I can refer to them. But if I had a wall a little closer to me, I'd put these up here. Also, you get my handwritten book of Revelation. This is where I hand wrote out the book of Revelation all the way through it, all of the scriptures, and I memorized it. Now, all of this, this has all of my notes in it. Here, let me pick a page that has some notes. See out in the margin there? It has notes. What I think these scriptures are talking about. And then, last year, I did a School of the Watchmen. And it was like 18 hours, I think it was. It's on five DVDs. We're putting all that together with uh, five copies of my very powerful book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. It's valued at $355 for a gift of $200. You get both charts. You get the five discs. You get my book and my book, (laughs) my book and my book, all for a gift of $200. Very, very good deal. Also, I recommend you go to prophecyclub.com and get all five of my books. And I didn't write this one, but I did organize it. You get How Pre-Trib One, Daniel, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, Miss the Mark, and you get one set of each of them, which is actually 40 books for a gift of $100 at prophecyclub.com. And if you need to have, if you don't have this right here on your car, you'll want to get it. This is an EMP shield device. This one goes on a car. All you have to do, it's simple. They have videos show you, but you just put the black wire on the black side of your battery. The green wire attaches to the body of the car, and the red wire attaches to the red side of the battery. And then the back peels off. You don't even have to put any holes in your car. Back peels off. You stick it someplace under your hood. Takes about 10 minutes for us people that are not mechanically inclined. Probably people mechanically inclined, more like five minutes to put it on. And then you're good to go. If you'll go to empshield.com, put in the uh, promo code PROPHECY, you get a $50 discount for everything that you order there. Good deal. Good deal. Which is why I'd recommend you go to josephskitchen.com. And the little bit of difference here. 
One is you want to get a machine package. I've talked about that before. That's what grinds your wheat berries into flour, put it into a flour bread machine, push about two hours, 20 minutes later, along with six other ingredients, and you have a loaf of bread, wonderful loaf, hot loaf of bread. Then you decide how much food you want to have. You want to have food for two people a year, four people one year, six people one year. But here's the new part. We just started offering this. We've had a lot of people say, yeah, what happens when the electricity goes off? So I searched all kinds of different remedies. What do you do when your electricity goes off? I mean, I spent many days researching it. And it seemed like I had somebody email me, hey, you know, this right here is real. Yeah, but they're out of them. Okay. The the people got to have them. Okay. So you can say, well, there's a really good one over here, but they're out of stock. They're out of stock. Okay. We're not going to help us. So here's what I found. I really like this little unit. I've got it sitting right here. I could reach over and, yeah, I will. Here here in a week or so, we're going to get another new unit and I'm going to show you how it all works. But I've got this. I've tested it. I mean, I've actually had this laying on my lawn. I've hooked my electricity, my my uh, my computer. This computer has been hooked up to it. Uh, my bread machine. Here's what I found. Now, so I'm going to start with the bad news because I figure if if I'll tell you the bad news, then you know the rest of it is all good good news. And the bad news is this: since this little generator is powered by the sun, if you have a totally cloudy day and the sun is not out at all then it is not going to power your refrigerator, and you will get a warm refrigerator. It is not strong enough to do that. Now, here in a few weeks, we plan to offer another one that is going to be strong enough to power it even in such a situation. However, it's going to cost over twice the price of this little rascal. Right now, this is probably the best deal going out there. I'm talking about somebody that has them in stock so that they can get them out to you. Now, what we're doing to let you know we're going to do this for about another week. We're going to see how many orders come in. And then based upon how many orders come in, then we're going to place our first large order. And I'm guessing that that first large order will be uh, 40 or 50 of them. But we will see. We'll see how many you order. You order a lot of these, and we'll, we'll get them. And we can get them in uh, three to five days. So at least that's, that's what we're told. Now, let me explain it. So this is the unit. Now think of this as just a battery, okay? But it's not just any battery. There's three kinds of batteries. Lead acid, like you put in your car, that's garbage for what we're talking about. Lithium, like is in your cell phone, that's still garbage because a lithium only has about 500 cycles. That means when you charge it up, you run it down, charge it. And don't charge, don't run it below 20% or you'll kill the, the lithium. So lithium is not good for this. This is what they call an iron phosphate battery. And this particular one has about 2,500 cycles, 2,500 cycles. And it can go to zero, though we don't recommend you take it to zero. No battery likes to go to zero. Uh, you can charge it all the way, or you can discharge it all the way down to 20%, and then between 20 to 80%, it charges back up pretty quickly. From 80 up to 100, it, it takes a long time to charge. So we don't recommend you unless you have just plenty of time and plenty of energy to do that. So anyway, it has four 220-watt solar panels, and it has 1,800 continuous watts. The reason that's important is because that little mill that grinds the wheat berries and flour takes about 1,450. So we didn't want to get it too close. We want to have not. We don't want to get it right too close to the ceiling. So it needs to have 1,800 watts. This does. It also has a 1,480-hour 1488 hour watt hour storage. What does that mean? 
Well, my electric, my my uh, refrigerator out here uses about three thousand watts to run for twenty four hours, so that's the reason I'm telling you this is not powerful enough by itself to power a refrigerator for twenty four hours. It would need to be at least three thousand watt hours. However, to jump up to that, based upon my calculations and what I've seen here, it's it's not worth the price. I'll show you a better way to do it. So here's what they try to sell you. They try to sell you a big storage, but they only give you two little 100-watt solar panels. That's not enough. Then some of them will even, of course, only 600 hours or 600 watts. But what we do is instead we offer, our program is we put together four 220-watt solar panels, four of them, because you don't get any power out of the battery unless you put it in with the solar panels. So it's better to have more power in the solar panels and less power in the battery. So what we're trying to do is get you a ba- a budget. We're trying to get you something so that it will at least make bread even on a cloudy day. And then most of the rest of the time, it'll do really, really powerful. And that's what this is. So with this particular setup, like we're offering, you're going to have four 220-watt solar panels. That's pretty powerful. So that means it's going to charge your battery during the day, but as it's charging, you can still make bread, run your computer, your cell phones, and refrigerator. This will run a refrigerator unless you get a cloudy day. Uh, it's, it's powerful enough, and probably your refrigerator can go a couple hours with no electricity. I haven't been able to test that yet. Uh, I did try to see if it would go 24 hours, and it, it no, it won't. But this is a nice little unit. I've, I've had it now for a couple of weeks, and I really like it. So here's the bottom line. On a sunny day, it'll make three loaves of bread, run your fridge, your computer, your phones. On a partly cloudy day, it'll do about half that. But on a cloudy day, all of them, they're, they're all like that. Okay, If you have clouds, you don't have any power. And it's partly cloudy is partly power. So what we suggest and yes, we're going to have a more powerful unit here in a couple of weeks. But understand, it's going to be over twice the price. So if you're looking for something to what I think will do the job, to make bread, and to keep you up and going, to, how do I say this? For the best bang for the buck, this is what I think it is. Now, yes, I'm looking forward to the more, more powerful unit. And it has not actually arrived. We have actually paid money for it and ordered it, and it's on the way. And as soon as I test, I'll let you know about that. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to be over twice the price. So unless you want to spend twice the price, this is probably the unit that you really want to get right here. Four 220-watt solar panels, and you can use this to make bread. Delicious, homemade, healthy, nutritious, homemade bread. And these are loaves that I've actually made and I've actually cooked and eaten and cut and everything. You get them at josephskitchen.com. Right down here is where you go to order this solar generator. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.